Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. This episode of the Sports Spectrum podcast with New Orleans Saints linebacker Demario Davis is brought to you by Compassion International. $38 a month. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Make a difference in a child's life, releasing them from poverty. This is your chance to truly put your money in a place that makes a difference in a child's life by releasing them from poverty. Food, education, medical care, vocational training, all done in the name of Jesus. Sponsor a child today. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. I promise you, you won't regret it. Today's guest on the podcast, NFC Defensive Player of the Week, New Orleans Saints linebacker Demario Davis joins us here on the podcast. And yes, Demario was named NFC Defensive Player of the Week just this past week for his performance on the field with the Saints in their big win over the Giants, where Demario had 11 tackles and two sacks on Eli Manning, helping New Orleans to the victory over the G-Men, and it was done back in his old stomping grounds at the Meadowlands, MetLife Stadium, where DeMario was a linebacker for many years with the New York Jets. And uh, just this offseason, DeMario left the Jets. He was a free agent and signed a four-year deal with the Saints. DeMario has been on this podcast before, and we we talked to him about a year ago uh, during his time with the Jets, and here we are again, and we kind of catch up with him to see how he's doing, see how he's acclimating himself to New Orleans. DeMario is also a contributor to SportsSpectrum.com as part of the increase uh, and the stories directly from the athletes, and DeMario has shared many first-person stories on the increase. You can also read all those at SportsSpectrum.com. But on this podcast, I just wanted to catch up with him, see how he was transitioning into life with New Orleans, uh, what faith in the locker room of the Saints looks like. Demario, obviously, a, uh, you know, a strong Christian who, who takes his faith very seriously and has led Bible studies and, and team get-togethers, uh, talking about God uh, for many years with the Jets, and kind of wanted to see how that was rolling with the Saints. He's obviously a part of a locker room with guys like Benjamin Watson and Drew Brees, who are also very uh, veteran sort of outspoken guys who also share a strong faith in Jesus. And then I wanted to ask Demario about his work with the Players Coalition, which you'll hear about uh, on this podcast as well. So let's get right to it. Without further ado, here he is, New Orleans Saints linebacker, NFC Defensive Player of the Week, Demario Davis, joins us here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Demario, welcome back to the show. Oh, good to be back, man. Thank you. It's good to talk to you. Big win over the Giants on Sunday. We're taping this on Tuesday, October 2nd, just a couple days after your win over the Giants, and you played great, had 11 tackles, two sacks on Eli Manning. You're not exactly known as a guy who gets a ton of sacks every year. What was that like getting Eli twice, and what was working on Sunday that helped you get to the quarterback? Uh, I think we had a couple blitzes in that they had not seen, and uh, – it kind of caught their offensive line by surprise, and, um, and it's always a good feeling when when you can get uh, get out of the quarterback, you know, just for defensives as a whole. Um, but to be able to come and get them twice, you know, that was that was pretty fun. Was it weird being back at the Meadowlands MetLife Stadium playing for a different team? <laughs> was that a little weird? You, you know what? It was uh, it was kind of weird being back. You know, it was just like man, I, I, I was here. I played on this field for you know, five years. and uh, But, you know, it was a good feeling coming in, you know, going there and getting a win. Definitely uh, happy to be a Saint, man, on a great team, man. And uh, 
you know, it was good being back there. Is the explain this? Is the locker room when you're playing because you were playing against the Giants? So are you in the Jets locker room, or do they have four different locker rooms at MetLife? How does that work? I think they have three different ones. They three, have a okay. uh, they have a Jets, a Giants, and a and a uh, visiting team locker room. So it was the first time I was in the visiting team locker room there. Okay. Again, that had to be a little weird, but that's all right. We've moved on. We're now in New Orleans Saint. Demario Davis joining us here on the podcast. The last time we talked to you here on the show, you were a Jet, and now you're a Saint. You signed with them in March. You've been through OTAs and minicamp, training camp. Now the first quarter of the season is over. Tell me about acclimating yourself to New Orleans and how life has been for you and Tamila and the babies and just being a part of uh, the, the Saints organization in the Big Easy. Uh, I mean, we're, we're both, uh, my wife and I, we're both from Mississippi. And so, uh, it's like really coming back south. We're only, uh, two and a half hours from my, from my home. Um, you know, so it's good to be close to the family. We have a lot of family, uh, that, that is able to come down. We're able to go back to Mississippi, you know, uh, pretty easy. And, uh, so it's just good being back down south. You know, uh, it's not too much of a difference between, uh, what goes on here in New Orleans and what's happening in Mississippi. So uh, the vibe's still pretty much the same. So, you know, just being back down south feels good. Um, definitely coming to a new team is always going to be an adjustment. But, uh, I mean, it's a great culture. It's a winning culture. You can tell why the Saints have been successful, um, why they do well, why they did so well last year. It's just a winning culture here. And, um, you know, Sean, Sean Payton's a, a great head coach, you know, pioneer team, pioneered by Drew Brees, yeah. uh, arguably the best quarterback that'll play the game. And so, uh, I just try to come in and, um, figure out, you know, what my role is and how I can help this team be better. Um, you know, from the defensive side of the things and, um, it's been good, man. And, you know, everything's been on the up and up. Well, you mentioned Drew's name. He's about to probably, you know, God willing, obviously, no, nothing's ever given, but he's he's approaching this record of uh, passing yards that he's about to break with Peyton Manning's and, on Monday night in your next game. What's it been like to be around him as a leader? He's been there forever, obviously, in the face of the franchise forever. What's it like kind of as a new guy coming in and seeing how Drew works and how that he leads that team? Oh, it's unbelievable, man. I, I, I watch him closely because uh, I admire his game, man, and uh, – but I mean, he's just—he's—he's he's, he's very diligent in what he does. Uh, day in and day out, he's locked in, man. You can just tell. Uh, you know, he's—he's he, very intense when it comes to uh, preparing. You know, and uh, you know, from from day one, he's had that that edge about him. Uh, even back in OTAs and minicamp, um, same guy every day. He's locked in and he's ready to go. And uh, you can just tell uh, why he's so great. You know, and uh, it's not something that he just does on Sundays is, is something that he does every day. You've always been outspoken about your faith. Drew, certainly one of those guys who loves the Lord, Benjamin Watson and a few others on the team. And you kind of come there. Uh, obviously you want to fit in uh, from all sides of things, both on the field and off. But tell me about what faith looks like within the saints organization, even early on in your time there, what that looks like with team chapel, Bible studies, fellowship, anything that's kind of worked for you so far with the, from a faith perspective. Yeah, they got a, they got a good group uh, of guys here um, that are, that are, you know, uh, kingdom men and, you know, trying to, trying to grow in their faith and continue to be the men that God has called them to be. And um, uh, it's just a good group. I mean, we have probably about, we have probably about uh 10 to 15 guys coming to Bible study every week. And then we have a chapel on uh day before the game. And uh, it's just been good. And, um, 
but you got a lot of guys who are solid. Um, uh, the wives have a Bible study here. Um, and that's been going with what my wife is telling me. And uh, a lot of solid guys that uh, been able to link up, uh, just continue to you know, spur each other on as far as uh, ideas. I've been encouraged because uh, most of my, my linebackers either come to Bible study or chapel. Uh, the guys in my room, and so I just been trying to to reach out to them and, and cultivate relationships with them, which we've all uh, kind of kind of uh, grown close um, in a short amount of time. But um, you know, just have you know, as the relationship start getting to those deeper conversations, what faith looks like on an everyday basis, and um, you know, kind of be sharpening the iron. Getting involved in the community is so important to you, and we know this. And you've always lent your voice and your platform to helping others. And this year, you're now a part of the Players Coalition. Tell us what that is and why why you're a part of that. Uh, what well, what well, a Players Coalition just a group of guys who want to use our platform to to help uh, um, black and brown communities that are that are, that are facing you know uh, racial disparities and injustices in our country. Um, in as far as uh, the disparity in the education systems, um, police brutality, and criminal justice reform. And so those are kind of the areas that we focused on. We just try to not – we don't want it to be like one guy having to speak out against issues and not have anybody uh, speaking on them with him, but all of us use our, our voices together on this on this big platform to – to bring awareness to these issues of people who are facing these injustices every day in, the, in a lot of the communities that a lot of the guys are recruited and uh, drafted out of. And so, um, you know, just trying to make our country a better place by speaking out on issues that sometimes are hard to talk about. Yeah, they often they often are, um, and especially in the state we're in. But you also went to Twitter in September to announce the launch of the season-long campaign where each month you'll focus on a new critical issue in criminal justice reform. Tell me about why that's something you're passionate about. And I know that you and Benjamin Watson went down uh, recently, just a couple of weeks ago, and kind of sat in on a, on a, on a setting, a, a meeting, if you will, in an area to have a conversation. Tell me about that and why it's so important for you, why you're passionate about um, this uh, sort of season-long campaign that you're a part of. Yeah, I mean, I was the person that was kind of blind to um, – uh, I guess what you can call the injustice inside the criminal justice system and what was going on there and how that's been used as uh, systematic oppression, you know, and uh, when you go and you look at bails, how the bail system is set up, which is a big focus for us this month, um, you look at bail and how it's set up, it's really has nothing to do with being uh, innocent or guilty, it has everything to do with being rich or poor. I mean, people can be have a $10,000 bill and they can't pay it. So they have to stay in jail four to five months before they even go to trial. Sometimes a year or two years, um, never being convicted of a crime, but they're spending time because they can't pay their way out. When at the same time, people can have a million dollar bond and they're rich and they can pay their way out. Well, obviously the person with a million dollar bond did a more severe crime, but they're not, they're out because they're rich, not because they're innocent. And, uh, so anytime you kind of got that system going on, that's a glaring issue. And so, uh, we just trying to move away from cash bail, um, because 70% of people that are in jail haven't even been convicted of a crime, you know, and so jail is for a, pe- a place for people who are being punished. And if you're punished in our country, uh, you know, you're innocent until you're proven guilty. And so uh, there's no need for that. People are being punished for being poor and not being convicted. And so, um, you know, so there's just a problem in our system. That's one of many, um, you know, late, later we're going to be another month we're going to be focusing on, uh, 
uh, juvenile detention, you know, because, you know, you got 16 year olds being punished uh, like adults when the science has, you know, been proven that their brain isn't even fully developed yet. And so uh, if you're being taken, your whole life being taken away from uh, doing something crazy when you were adolescent, um, you know, that's kind of that's kind of a harsh punishment. So we're trying to raise the age on uh, uh, the way they're being punished and the things that are going on with them. You got, you know, adolescents being housed in, in, in uh, same prisons as adults, which is very dangerous for them. Um, and you talk about policing and, you know, all the issues that we have uh, going on with that and, you know, how it could be better on both sides for them and for the community. Uh, then you talk about voting, you know, as far as the people who really matter and voting on the people uh, like the mayor and uh, the district attorney and the sheriff, you know, people who play major roles in, in local communities. But a lot of times their elections uh, kind of go under the radar. So we want to bring awareness to those as well. Hmm. That's really good. Uh, let me ask you this. How does your faith play a role in you being involved in all of this? Because some of, some people will say, no, that's separate. But your faith is at the center of who you are. So how does that drive you to be a part of things like this? Yeah, uh, I think, you know, you you think about what what's our calling, you know, going there for and make disciples of all nations. You know, it's all about impacting other people. And I think um, and you and we're all called to love our neighbor. What is love? You know, it's not a feeling or emotion. It's an act. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the greatest act that you can have is serving, you know, serving those who are around you. And then, you know, uh, and then, you know, uh, Jesus also said, you know, you did for me what you did to the least of these. And so when you look at that, you got to think, okay, there are a lot of poor people around us and people who are being oppressed. You know, what are we doing for them? You know, are we looking out for them? You know, are you helping the oppressed? And so speaking up for them, you know, I think everything, is just, all of that just comes from, uh, from my faith, you know, and trying to, uh, being a, being an imitator of Christ, you know? And so, uh, you know, he talks about the sick, uh, uh, the well don't need a doctor, the sick do. And so there's a lot of people who are hurting and in bad situations in our country. And uh, I just want to be there for them and try to help as best I can, just serve them and uh, and just really love them. Mm. Demario Davis is our guest here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Last question. I appreciate your time here, Demario. You know, the increase, you know what that's about. You write for our website, uh, sportspectrum.com, and the increase and share some uh, first-person accounts and thoughts there, which is really great. And the verse that that's based off of is John 3.30. He must increase, we must decrease. So what's that look like for you right now in your life, the increase in Christ? And how have you been able to kind of walk the walk as a believer in Jesus in this new season being in New Orleans? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always a lot going on. You know, football is always a lot. It's a big burden uh, being a father at the same time, being a husband, um, being a man involved in the community. It's, it's, it's a lot of stuff that's constantly going on and, and, it, and it gets tough at times. I'm constantly in my prayer closet and praying like, God, you got to give me strength to do this. But it's his grace is sufficient. You know, as the more and more I decrease, the more I humble myself before his throne, um, the, the, the lighter the burden becomes, you know? And so it's, uh, though it's a lot and though it's, uh, uh, it's fun at times, it's hard at times, but his grace is sufficient. It, I would not be able to do it without his grace. Um, and his grace is sufficient. So the more I decrease, the more he increases. 
He is Demario Davis, New Orleans Saints linebacker. Still going to take a little getting used to to say that, but we appreciate you, Demario, for being on the show. We'll we'll catch up with you again later this season. Have a good one, buddy. Thank thank you, man. God bless. And we do appreciate Demario Davis from the New Orleans Saints for joining us here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Love what he's doing in New Orleans. Love how much he cares about the community, cares about social issues. But even more than that, he loves Christ. And that's at the center of who he is. So we appreciate Demario and congratulate him again for winning NFC Defensive Player of the Week honors for his two sacks and 11 tackles in the Saints' victory over the Giants last Sunday. Uh, those two sacks on Eli Manning of the New York Giants. So we thank DeMario for joining us here. Again, read his stories that he writes, first-person accounts, uh, kind of like, um, you know, the the, the Players' Tribune, uh, but we have it for ourselves here at Sports Spectrum, and it's called The Increase. And, of course, The Increase is part of that verse, John 3.30, which is he must increase, talking about Christ, and we must decrease, talking about ourselves. And that's where The Increase uh, comes from the brand The Increase, which is part of Sports Spectrum. And you can read all of our Increase articles over at sportspectrum.com, including Demario Davis. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. We also want to thank Compassion International for sponsoring this podcast for $38 a month. You can make a difference in a child's life by sponsoring them through the great work being done by Compassion International. Food, education, medical care, vocational training. You can release a child from poverty with $38 a month sponsoring a child through Compassion International. Here's the URL again. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. You'll see when you go to that website a list of all the children that are waiting to be sponsored. And then you pray about it. You pick the child that you want to sponsor. And then boom. You release a child from poverty. It's that simple with your sponsorship through Compassion International. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Sponsor a child today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening uh, for, to my voice, which is struggling right now as well. I've been battling a cold this week, but we'll get through it. And God is good, right? So we appreciate you for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time right here on the Sports Spectrum podcast. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs>